Our next guest is the new Academy Director of Western United, Anthony Frost. Welcome to the Green Room. Thanks very much, guys. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. How are you settling into the club? How's your first couple of weeks in the role been? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, everyone's been really welcoming and really friendly. It's um, obviously you know, different. It's a change of scene, but uh, really exciting for me and, and obviously looking forward to getting my hands dirty and, and getting stuck into the role. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been great so far. Really good. Well, take us through your coaching journey then, because you're a young guy, but you've got quite a few years of experience under your belt. Yeah, so I guess my coaching journey started quite early. Um, I had a, a bad break uh, when I was playing. I, I used to play for uh, Eastern Lions. That was my last club. Um, so shout out to <laughs> shout out to Eastern Lions. They're doing well at the moment, NPL1. Um, and, and, yeah, that sort of turned my attention to, to coaching, uh, I was able to sort of double up my my studies with with my passion for for coaching. I worked through my badges. Uh, my first sort of coaching opportunity was was sort of with the state teams through Victoria and the NTC program. Uh, slowly working up to uh, having a full time role in, in football with Football Victoria, uh, and then you know, continued on uh, with the Skillaroos. Uh, then an opportunity came up to work at FFA uh, in coach development. Uh, then you know national teams, Melbourne City. Uh, so yeah, there's been a number of coaching positions along the way. And, and um, you know the most important thing for me was having exposure in good environments and working under good people. So I've been lucky in that sense to have had some really good mentors along the way, and and you know, been um, been fortunate to. Yeah, to, uh, I guess, be the product of, of those environments and, and those people, uh, which is yeah, which is great. So it's exciting that sort of led me to this point. And obviously the, the role, which is a, a big one, but uh, really, really special opportunity to to try and shape an academy uh, with, a, you know, almost a blank slate uh, and something that, you know, the club can be, can be really proud of for, you know, many years to come. So, yeah, look... It, it's been enjoyable so far, and, and I'm uh, I'm hopeful that you know the, the years ahead is going to be just as fruitful. Oh, we've got plenty to dig into there, but you may have noticed uh, myself and Lockie's ears both perk up at the mention of the <laughs> Eastern Lions. We commentate the the MPL, so they're a bit of a sentimental favourite here. I think is fair to say it's always. Uh, uh. I think there's a little Welsh microclimate that descends over that stage. It's always raining for some reason. They always you know punch yeah. above their weight. It must be surreal to see them in the top flight. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, yeah, there are so many people down there that have been affiliated for the club for so long uh, and it's a testament to, to their work and their passion for the game that, uh, that you know, it's led them to that position and hopefully, you know, if, you know things continue to, to go well for them. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, hopefully we can join them one day in MPL1 and, and uh, yeah, be, be uh but you'd be commentating our game. So I don't know, you might be a bit torn. <laughs> who, who are you going to support? <laughs> Can't support anyone yeah, when we're behind the mic. Yeah. Not a, neutral. <laughs> neutral. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a good We're just people, happy great for club. football. That's, that's the yeah. real winner here. That's the real winner. <laughs> but uh, the other reason my ears pricked up when you, you, when you mentioned the Eastern Lions is because instantly my brain was like, I know there's a connection somewhere between Eastern and Western United, and I, I figured out what it is. Uh, obviously, you won't only be the academy director, but you'll be in charge of the MPL side yeah. for season 2022. 
And of course, yeah. one of those young players that you'll be in charge of is is James Doyle, who's come across from Eastern Lions to Western United. Um, yeah. You know, having followed a, you know, started out at a similar place as a young player uh, in the same place as James, it must be exciting for you to to see a player make that t- jump to the the club you're you're currently at. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's funny um, seeing James a couple of weeks ago at the club. Uh, we we first met. Uh, when he was in the Skillaroos program, uh, so yeah, it's nice to sort of see that pre- uh, that progression, that transition. Uh, f- those young players, obviously, finding their way in the game and and getting an opportunity, and obviously uh, grasping that opportunity wholeheartedly. So it's 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 great to see, and uh, for me, that's that's the reason why I love doing what I do and, and working with. And, and developing young players because uh, you know, you're a part of their journey from from a young age, and, and um, you can support them as best you can. And, and if they can you know, fulfil their dreams and ambitions to to reach to the highest level, and um, and you know, you've done your job, so it's great to see James and and obviously other players kicking on. It's uh, yeah, really really good. Mm. Well, Eastern Lions is obviously your sort of club as as you came up but the you know the most recent club that you're joining western united from is melbourne city you're an academy coach there of course and something you were talking about before is you know the idea of building this program from the ground up like you're not just the the new academy director you are the inaugural (laughs) academy director i imagine that sense of being able to really put this program together in your image and work with the club i can only imagine that was a big part of the reason behind the the switch from Melbourne City. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, as I said, it's a special opportunity and uh, you only get one shot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting for, for the club, but exciting for me. And, uh, yeah, as you said, a big reason why, you know, I'm attracted to to the role and, and, and the chance to come, come across. So uh, it means that I've got an opportunity to take – I guess the experiences I've had in, in different roles and, and different environments and, and try and um, obviously take into consideration the, the, the context of the club and, and uh, make sure that there's a, a really clear connection with the West uh, and, and we don't just copy and paste. We make sure that something is bespoken and, and really specific for, for us as a club and what we value and, and how we want to be perceived and, and the sort of football we want to play, the play, the plays that we want to produce. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, and I think for anyone that, you know, the selling point for me, bringing in players, bringing in coaching staff, support staff is that, yeah, that they can be a part of that journey uh, and really shape things in, in uh, in the direction that that we want to go, so yeah, it's um, I think I've said exciting about ten times, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great opportunity. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell it. tell us about your plans for the academy. I mean, how how far does the club plan to go down the age groups? Where does it? overlap with you know community football and and local clubs because you know we hear stories in you know in, in England about you know Chelsea scouting eight-year-olds or whatever but surely we're not going down that far no I think um look there are different opinions about that type of approach mm. uh but for us 
we've obviously got the two teams at the moment, under RN 23s and under 21s that, that play in the senior MPL competition, Bill 3. Uh, but the intent for 2023 is to have four additional teams. So those teams would be in the junior MPL competition. Mm-hmm. So the starting point would be under 14s. Uh, there's an under 15s, under 16s, and then under 18s team. So all up, it would be six teams in total in that academy, uh, you know, the, the academy age groups. Uh, but I, I guess, you know, there are there are other examples of clubs that have had uh, training programs for for younger players that you know it's a starting point potentially where uh, young players have an opportunity to come in maybe once a week and, and get some exposure to the way that we want to play the way that we uh, uh, the, the way that yeah, the sort of players that we want to develop um, there's definitely those opportunities potentially on the table uh, I, I think ultimately for us and any club uh, we want to make sure that we are attracting the best talent possible. Uh, ideally, that talent is from the West. So super important that, and a, and a big part of, I guess, my role is to make sure that we have a clear connection, uh, a, key, a clear uh, or a strong relationship with the clubs that ultimately uh, are going to be providing players for us. And, and we acknowledge that uh, they do an incredible job in in uh, in working with players from a young age and, and setting the foundation for for us to to come in and um, and obviously you know help them support them and move on to to the next level. So uh, I guess it's yeah it's about uh, making sure that yeah we provide the best possible experience for our players uh, and we start that from from the under fourteen age group and and obviously move up. Yeah, I mean that communication and connection with local clubs is a really important facet of what you're doing. But can you take us through some of the other sort of elements that your role as an academy director sort of feeds into? Like obviously getting those teams, those lower age groups set up to play is probably a primary focus at the moment. But do you have much to do as well with sort of, you know, the the philosophy and, and the style and the, the approach that those teams take? And do you negotiate a lot with the, the club on on what that kind of vision looks like as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, that, that's a, a really attractive part of the, of the role is that you get to shape that uh, philosophy or a, a game model um, or the sort of player ultimately that, that we would ideally like to, to create. Uh, but that's you've got to try and find that balance and particularly you know, me working with the under 23 age group at the moment, you've got to make sure that there's that continuity between the first team and also the, the youth team below. So uh, we're making sure that we're giving young players the best possible opportunity to, to make that jump in, jump into the A-League space. Um, so we're mindful that, you know, if we're on a completely different page to the first team, uh, we're not giving our young players and our best talent the best, the best possibility of, of making that jump. Um, so it's about trying to find that balance. But uh, in terms of our philosophy, uh, we, yeah, obviously the, the club and, and, you know, having really good discussions with uh, Steve Horvat, who I know was on the, um, on your show, you know, previously uh, about, you know, what best represents the West? What does a, a team from the West and Western United embody? Uh, and how can we make sure that the players, that go through our academy 
a representation of of the West and and what you know those values are. So I think you know we want um, aggressive players, we want players that are creative, uh, we want players that are intelligent, uh, we want to play a, a brand of football that's yeah that's proactive uh, in all moments of the game, and uh, we're mindful as well that you know that those players need to to not just perform for Western United, but they they can also perform at international level as well. Um, So that's what, you know, our ambitions are. We're preparing players for for the highest possible level. Um, So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're we're excited to, I guess, make sure that there's a clear philosophy in place all throughout the academy. I mean, that's really important that the players are, you know, adaptable enough, as you said, to go into the senior team no matter who's coaching them because, you know, we all hope that the the incumbent head coach has – uh, an incredible success and sets up a dynasty, but uh, oftentimes in football, coaches do come and go. So, you know, the players have to be prepared and adaptable enough to to meet the demands of whoever's at the helm. Yeah, spot on. Exactly right. And I think that's where um, we don't just cross our fingers and, and hope that we produce those types of players. It's uh, clearly planned, mm. clearly thought out, making sure that um, we have you know, periodized plans or, or certain outcomes that we expect uh, to achieve year on year. And um, I, I guess, that, you know, you think of building blocks and, and if the under 14 age group is one building block, hopefully by the end, uh, you've got, you know, the complete package or, you know, a jigsaw puzzle. You've got pieces of the jigsaw. How do we make sure that those pieces come together uh, in the right manner to, to complete, you know, the full full picture. Um, so when that, that player progresses, then, you know, ultimately they're, they're set up for success. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, it's an exciting part of the job. Absolutely. Well, on the idea of the academy embodying that spirit and identity of the West, you mentioned a lot of you know, player attributes that, that we see as desirable and, and being linked in with that idea to what extent does sort of mental qualities and if you'll excuse a Brendan Rogersism, like character kind <laughs> of play into that as well? Is there, is there, are there certain attributes from that mental side that you're also sort of really looking to, to tap into in players that are coming through? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there's enough evidence uh, that to, to suggest that, you know, players with a strength of character, uh, that grit, that, uh, mindset that that you require to to you know perform at the highest level under pressure, uh, it's it's undeniable. So I think for us, it's not just uh, put some cones out and, and let the players play. And obviously, we work on technique and tactics, but uh, it's how how do we integrate uh, social development skills? How do we integrate uh, the 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 type of resilience uh, required to obviously push through difficult times, uh, difficult situations and come back stronger for that. So I think we, we embed that within our program um, so that that might be, I guess, uh, filtered in and unknowingly filtered into the players, but it's also coupled with, uh, you know, educational support for, for parents, uh, support for players away from uh, the training pitch that we provide to to the group to make sure that you know that they have all the tools necessary to you know, give them the best best chance of progressing because 
Um, we know that not everyone's going to progress to the highest level. Um, and, and, you know, we want to make sure that we're preparing good people uh, at the end of, let's say, their academy journey if they don't progress to, to being a professional player. Um, they've got the, 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 the traits and the right characteristics to, uh, I guess, be a, a strong contributor to our community. So that's, you know, it's an important part of, of our academy as well. We're not just developing footballs, we're developing people. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, all of those psychological traits uh, are a huge part of, of what we do in the academy. And, and yeah, you know, we, we're going from 40 players to 120 players in 2023. Uh, it means that, yeah, we need to make sure that uh, that, that support is, uh, is provided and, uh, you know, obviously a bit of work to, to do to, to put some of those things in place. But we've, we're, I'm thankful that the club uh, is acknowledges that, you know, those things are necessary. And, and uh, again, we, we, we're going to benefit in the long term because of that, because of those things. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, I mean, what did you make of the, the current squad that you're coming in to coach? I mean, you've been left in a pretty good position, obviously <laughs> yeah. a, a pretty premature end to last season's campaign, but it was, a, it was an outstanding effort from a new group of players trying to gel together and, and really, uh, putting themselves in the mix for promotion until, until we had to, to stop the whole comp. Uh, yeah. that, that must be exciting. Obviously, some of these guys will get pinched by the senior team and some of them will, will bounce between, but uh, it's uh, a pretty interesting group of players at your disposal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think looking at the current list and even looking at uh, you know the game last night and, and the players that were involved there, um, some of those some of those boys will be involved in the, the, the senior MPL team, which is really exciting. Uh, and yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's great to work with, with the best players. Um, and if they get stolen from me, then that's great. I've, it means you've done you know, your job. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you know, I'm thankful for, for, um, you know, the staff that have, that have come before me and, and done uh, great work uh, already and you know hopefully we we continue that but uh yeah we've got great examples for for even our youngest players hoping to hoping to uh progress into the senior team so you've got players like reese bozanovsky who's obviously picked up a, a scholarship uh adisu's flying at the moment uh you know benny collins is um has come in and you know potentially he he may he may be involved in our group uh Sabit James came off uh, on the bench last night as well. Uh, you, you can you can reel off a, a number of names there, but uh, super exciting, super exciting for the club. And uh, I'd say uh, get down to uh, Caroline Springs, George Cross. Uh, once the fixtures come out, put them in the calendar because yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see some of those uh, top talents playing and and. Uh, obviously, we want them to be to be playing in the A League, but uh, if we're fortunate enough to to have them, then um, then that's great, and and obviously important for them to be getting game time as well for their development. So, well, it's a competitive league, obviously playing against uh, a lot of fully grown men. But uh, I was talking to a parent of a, a promising young player who who does play in the MPL One, and the, the dilemma for him was, you know, his son wants to play 
first team football at the highest level he can. But all the A-League NPL squads are all in NPL three. So going to that better maybe training environment would actually mean sacrificing that experience. So, I mean, is that the target promotion? Yeah, look, I think so. I think we, we acknowledge that you've got to find that balance between development and results. Um, I think we'd ideally be in the best possible competition to make sure that, that we're bridging that gap between the youth team and the A-League is as small as possible. Um, and, and, and also, you know, having exposure to, to national teams environment, seeing um, the impact that going from MPL3 to playing at international level, uh, it's, it's not the most ideal situation because you can't replicate that level of intensity, uh, that level of, of quality in terms of, you know, technical, tactical understanding. So uh, absolutely the ambition is to, to, to push for promotion. Uh, it's going to be difficult because, as you said, yeah, there's a number of teams that are they're all wanting the same thing. Uh, but, you know, we, uh, we put our faith in, in uh, our program and, and the quality of players that we have and uh, we, we believe that, that, yeah, that's possible and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get there. But I think, yeah, there's always that balance and I can understand the, uh, that decision-making process may be, may be difficult, but you know, we hang our hat on the quality of the environment that we provide our players, even though that we're in MPL3. We, uh, we make sure that we provide a lot of, opportunities for our players to play friendlies against NPL one opposition. Yeah. Uh, so we have a really strong games program that, that makes sure that, you know, we're giving our players a, a really well-rounded uh, ex- experience and exposure to, to different types of opponents, different types of uh, playing styles, different types of conditions, uh, all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We, yeah. in- brought up the the young the young socceroos as you were sort of talking there and obviously that's an environment that you yourself are quite familiar with having previously been a coach with the young young socceroos uh is that something that in your coaching practice looking ahead that kind of environment you, know, you have a detailed knowledge uh, of it and what's required something that you'll bring in and sort of use to incentivize you know alongside senior football for western united obviously to um, you know, incentivize and, and motivate these young players that you've got coming through. Yeah, I think um, having exposure to that uh, that sort of setup has given me a really clear understanding about you know what's expected of and and the level of player uh, that that we should be aiming to produce. So yeah, it's not just what happens on on the park as well. I've mentioned it before. It's all the 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 support around the program as well. Um, so if we truly want to provide an elite uh, level academy, then uh, you know all of the video analysis, all of the preparation, all of the uh, integration, integrated sports science, medical, uh, physio, all of that sort of stuff that, that goes along with it is, is super important to uh, give your players the best opportunity to, you know, go to the highest level. So I think, uh, yeah, obviously I'm thankful for, for those experiences and, and looking forward to, yeah, embedding some of those things that I've, I've seen and, 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 and done uh, into the Western United program. Well, 
look, the A League, as we know, is a super long off season. The MPL is 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 much the same. But the thing we know about both of them is they they do roll around so quickly. So obviously, there's no games for you at the moment with that under twenty three side. But I think the three of us all know, as commentators, as a coach, it just it it, it will be at your doorstep by the time that summer's over. It'll just come like that. Um, what are those weekends going to look like for you? Because obviously you are the head coach of the under-23s, but you're overseeing this whole academy. I, I imagine that weekends for you, once we get into <laughs> February and March, are just going to be one constant sort of uh, just motorcade of you driving around to, to different juniors games. You must be looking yeah. forward to it, though. Oh, look, yeah. Well, when we've got uh, six teams representing, or, well, seven teams, if you count the A-League, representing Western United, uh, that you know, that's pretty pretty special, and and again, all trying to play uh, in a particular way, and, and players obviously expressing themselves and, and trying to be the best player they can be. You know, that's um, game days is, is is where you want to be, uh, but absolutely, it can be difficult to be everywhere in, in one place. But but I think for me, my um, my role will probably evolve after. Um, after you know, the 2022 season, so I think if I'm going to, you know, do the role of the academy director justice, uh, I can't necessarily take on that that coaching position uh, full time and with the 23. So um, that's you know that's a potential one that I'll need to I'll need to drop and just have full focus on making sure that we roll out those those 16s and, and provide. Um, not just the players' support, but make sure that we provide the coaches and, and the staff around the program support too. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. it um, yeah, it might be my afternoons might be or my weekends might be shot, but uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, that's that's what I love doing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, so you just revealed it's the Ralph Raniuk trajectory. So coach next season and then rising up uh, into, the, into the director role. Uh, Anthony, we're running out of time, so we better leave it there. But all the best for uh, your task ahead. And uh, I imagine you'll be holding some tryouts for those MPL squads you're adding? Yeah, so we're, we're currently uh, doing some trials at the moment and we hope to have our squad secured by the end of the year. Uh, so obviously, the, you know, the, the great work that was done to, to get – the two teams up and running uh, the previous year, uh, obviously a lot of work uh, and obviously, you know, successfully done, uh, but we continue to to evolve and, and, and develop and improve our program and yeah, going through that process at the moment. But um, as I said, I think, yeah, you try and get down to uh, uh, City Vista on, uh, on game day and, and you'll see the, the, the quality of the talent that's coming through and, and hopefully progressing to the first team down the track. So uh, it's, um, there's that word again. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Excitement is reaching peak levels here on the green room. Anthony Frost, thank you so much for your time. Great to meet you and uh, best of luck for your new role. You too, guys. Thanks very much. Enjoy the chat.